Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Attitude is Lifestyle podcast. I am your host, Basic Brian, and I'm very excited because I have a very special guest today. She is a dear friend of mine. Her name is Leslie Bernelis. She is a Maxwell Leadership Certified Coach, Disc Consultant, and Youth Guide. She is passionate about helping people find true happiness and fulfillment in their lives. She has spent over a decade ministering and empowering women in county jails and years working in outreach geared towards teens and has personally uh, battled depression for most of her life. Leslie knows precisely what mistakes to avoid to keep from falling into depression and has lived free of it for many years. This is why Leslie recently wrote a book um, called Choose Happiness, Intentionally Avoid These 10 Common Mistakes to Help Keep from Falling into Depression. She hopes that this book will help make an immediate uh, impact and so that you can take action. And so welcome to the show, Leslie. Hello, Brian. Thank you for having me. Definitely. So I'm just curious, you know, I'd love for you to just kind of talk about what inspired you to become a coach. I know that with your book, you kind of talk about some things that you went through. And uh, I'm guessing that, that during that process, you realized as you found your own healing you know, that you could help some other people. So what, what inspired you to become a coach and how did you get started uh, in the profession? So I, I, I've always loved people and I, I wanted to help people. And the, um, God spoke to me to, to join the Maxwell leadership. And that as I did, I would be walking into my purpose and calling. So I, I know it's something to do. I knew it was something to do with people and coaching was one of the things that he had spoke to me about. Excellent. So you had this conversation and you, you know, you were impressed to, to join the Maxwell organization just as a pathway to um, get to the healing and, and helping other people. Is that correct? Well, yeah, to grow personally okay, and to help other people. Awesome. Because you said you love people. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is a big quality to have, especially in the profession. What do you think are the most important qualities for a successful coach to possess? They have to be a really good listener. Um, and I think, I think they have to be a very good listener, good at asking questions, and a visionary, like to help you keep your vision in front of you at all times. Excellent. Um, and then how how do you approach working with clients who are struggling to achieve their goals? I try to ask questions to find out what it is that's keeping them back from getting to those goals and then try to figure out if it's something that a limiting belief or if they're needing, just needing something to motivate them. Okay. What kind of questions would you find yourself asking? That's a good question. <laughs> well i would ask what one thing would be what what do you what what's keeping you from moving forward if this is your vision what is it that's keeping you from moving to the next step to do whatever it is that you need to do to get forward to move forward do you find that people readily have the answer or do you have to ask follow-up questions you know to keep guiding them in the right direction you you have to allow them to talk, to, to think about it, leave some space for them to talk. And yes, you have to follow up with questions usually. Awesome. But they have the answer in them. Right. They have it. You just got to pull it out of them. It's hard to do sometimes, right? Because we do have, we, we, you know, I always say we are conditioned in a certain aspect 
whether it's from childhood or through our adult decisions, sometimes we don't want to admit that we've done something or we've been our own, we've stood in our own way. What are some key words that somebody would say that would, you know, give you that idea that you could help them kind of move through that process of going from uh, being stuck to, oh yeah, I guess that's, that's what I need to be doing. If you catch them saying some like some limiting beliefs, they might say something that where they don't believe they can do it or I can't. They might say I can't. That would be one that, you know, that would be something right there that you could tell that there's something that is stopping them. Awesome. So, yeah, just talking about, you know, their disbelief or maybe somebody in their life didn't believe in them or actually discouraged them from pursuing something that, that they said was a passion for them. Yes. Or a fear. Like they have fear of something. What is that fear? It might be something that that they've done something before and it didn't come work out, and they think that they're gonna that's gonna happen again. Yeah, so they're just kind of worried that um, thing that was probably traumatic for them is gonna happen again. Yes. What would you say to them to help them overcome that fear? Or maybe some of the tricks that you've used. I mean, you wrote this book that's amazing. You know, you talk about the 10 common mistakes uh, to keep from falling into depression. So I'd imagine as you went through your journey, there was probably some fear of the same repetition in your life. What was it that you, you know, you identified and that you were able to work on to even be able to put this book together? One of the biggest things is our thinking process. (laughs) So what we're thinking are our thoughts and our words that we're speaking to ourselves is a a big, I I think that we have to overcome those things in order to get, if we're going to move forward, we have to overcome the, our thought patterns that we've been conditioned to think a certain way. And a lot of times those are not the, we've, we've, we've had the wrong, the wrong thought pattern. And so we keep falling back into that same thing because we've had that bad thought thought pattern that's keeping us back. It's kind of tough, isn't it? Because you don't really realize it sometimes. I know in in my experience, um, it's kind of felt like a Twilight Zone episode where it just felt like or a Groundhog Day where no matter what you tried, it just kind of led to the same result. But it really was because maybe in my case, I would stop too soon before I got to see the fulfillment of the action. And because I just self-sabotaged, I'm like, well, I put all this work in, but I've always been told that I will never amount to much, or, you know, I've just been an outcast and nobody's believed in me. So I let it sink in, uh, rather than, than change that pattern and, and keep moving forward, even and learning how to quiet that voice. And that, that's one of the most important things, I think, is being able to quiet that voice. Because the, when we're telling ourselves something like that, we, we, it causes fear, for one thing. But it also it just keeps us from moving forward because we don't see the... We start telling ourselves we don't have value, who's going to trust, you know, who's going to um, see value in what I can offer them. So we do self-sabotage a lot of times because we've maybe not been to that place before that, that we're trying to get to. And, and you, like you said, 
so we stop we stop early and give up on it because we don't think we can do it. <laughs> and that leads to but we really need to tell ourselves we can. Yes, you're right. Right, because we we carry um, when you keep that cycle continuing, you carry false guilt and shame because you you follow the belief that you'll never amount to much or you'll never do anything, so you just can't get that cycle going. But when you know, do you have any tips or things that you have done in your own life that you've changed your personal thought pattern from "I can't" to "I can"? One thing is our affirmation. So I'm really big on positive thinking and affirmations. I know a lot of people might think positive thinking is not just being positive about something. I mean, it is positive. You are thinking positive, but it's it's keeping those thoughts in that. So like when I used to, like when I did get in depression, I had to tell myself things that I, I really wasn't feeling at the time. But by doing that over and over, it it really sticks with you. It changes your thought process. Our brain, the way our brains are made, they're, they're so much to them that we can... I've heard that we have like... we Our thought pattern, whatever we tell ourselves, we believe. And this this is what like... They have science that backs that up. So whatever we believe, we, that we're telling ourselves we're believing that. And if we don't start telling ourselves the opposite of, so another thing, like I can't, I used to say I can't a lot. And it was because I didn't know how, like I might not know how to do what it was, but, but when I made myself go ahead and do it anyways, figure out how to do it and just do it, that helped me to see I can do some, you know, like things that I didn't think I could do before. Like writing the book. <laughs> I didn't think I could, I didn't think I could write the book and actually get it out on Amazon, but I made myself do it and figure it out because if I didn't, then, you know, I would never do it. Right. So I, I wanted to see if I could. That the first book, that book is not the one I really want to write. Oh yeah, tell us about this one you want to write. I really want to write the one about that's more about me. That's going to tell more about how I overcame, you know, the depression. But it's it's going to be a story that's got more about me in it, anyways. So it sounds like with choose happiness intentionally, avoid these ten common mistakes. That that was kind of like. You've identified 10 common things that people can can avoid. Uh, and I'm assuming part of it would be, you know, changing the self story that you're telling. You know, I know Brian Tracy talks about that your subconscious doesn't know the difference between a positive and a negative thought. So it doesn't know yes. how to decipher that. So whatever, like you said, whatever you keep telling your narrative and your, your subconscious believes it because you keep telling it. Yes. And so... Those are the things. And then just knowing, like, like I had to start developing myself. I had never done personal development. didn't know what it was about. So all of those things are what help you grow to become the person that you were meant to be. Not who people maybe have made you think you were. Gotcha. Or that you've made yourself think that you were. <laughs> 
Right, right. So what I'm hearing you say is that you started to to be in places like maybe the John Maxwell program in the system that helped you kind of identify things of, you know, patterns of growth or, or cycles that you need to break. So you were able to, you know, gain access to some resources that helped you. Would that be correct? Oh, yes. Lots of resources and the people to be around, that you're surrounded around, around people who have been in personal development and they, you know, it's a positive environment. It's the, it's a growth environment really unlike any I've ever seen before. And, and it's so that right there really helps you to, to move forward because you're, you're in an, an environment that's growing. So I guess it's like, well, like we, I, I know I found myself and I think this is where you found yourself too. Like we have this weird, I won't call it weird, but even though the relationships that we have with our family, with loved ones, if they're toxic, we don't always know how to put a boundary in place so that those toxic relationships stop seeping into us trying to be successful. And so it sounded like maybe, and I'm guessing here, that that might have been part of your world and joining an organization like Maxwell Leadership did help you not only, and, and Napoleon Hill always talks about a mastermind alliance, you know, connecting with people that are have similar goals where you can help each other, not only sharpen each other, but just support each other in the effort to, to continue to grow. And that was part of your healing process and part of your growth process. Is that right? Yes, very much a part of it. I was going to say, like you want to tell people your your story, like do a deeper dive. And I know you and I have had personal conversations, so I kind of got a glimpse into what that looks like. And I would tell you that when you get to the point where you're writing that book, which I know you're, you know, you're working on it right now. I think that that, that just story from happened to you, you know, as a teenager to just different phases of your life and, and seeing how your faith kept you moving forward even though your circumstances uh, had you just feeling like there was no hope and, and feeling like nobody supported you through this and always carrying that heavy burden of being a youth and making decisions that you didn't, that you were doing the best you could to survive. And, and now that you've gone through that, you're going to be able to help a lot of people you know, maybe recognize some of those same patterns that you faced and have felt the same way that you felt and, you know, having hope that they can change their future. Yes. I mean, well, you know that I, I was young when I had my daughter. So I was a child, raising a child. And I, it's just doing the personal development, even though it doesn't matter how old you are. You can start because I'm now I'm just turned 58. But I was this was a few years ago, five years ago when I joined. Well, yeah, five years ago when I got certified. So it doesn't matter how old we are. We can still do. We can still grow. John says that you always grow. You want to continue to grow. You never want to quit growing. Yeah, I know. He um, he talks about when he 
was asked what his growth plan was and he realized he never even thought about what that growth plan was like. And so once he started, you know, he bought and spent as much money, you know, like all his life savings to buy this, this program to help him learn how to, to create a growth plan. And, you know, I, it just really sticks out to me because he always talks about how his question in the beginning, you know, is how long is this going to take? You know, how long is my growth plan going to take? And he's like, after a few years, um, he realized that he needed to change that question. And it's no longer how long is this going to take, but how far can I go? Because as he saw the results, and as you and even myself have seen the results of what uh, a growth plan looks like, having goals, um, putting that in place, always trying to, to be better, that he doesn't want to ever stop even writing books. He's in his mid-70s now. So I'm, that's yes. probably kind of what you're talking about and referring to. Yes, yes, <laughs> definitely. Well, what would you say, and we've kind of talked about this, but uh, you know, how do you stay motivated and continue to grow as a coach? So when I started my, like on my personal development, it was more about growing within, within myself. So I figured, I, I learned, I, or I realized that I would not always have somebody there to motivate me. I would not always have somebody there to encourage me or to, um, to get me to do, you know. And so I realized that I needed to motivate myself. So like sometimes I'll tell myself, you know, like talk to myself to do whatever. Encourage myself because somebody else might not be there. We got to lead ourselves first. If we can't lead ourselves, how can we lead somebody else? That's a very good point. And I want to circle back to those affirmations that you that you mentioned because you you know, if you want to give me one or two that you can, you know, that you repeat to yourself, just those affirmations, especially if your brain, you know, you see you're going into that valley. Give me two or three of those affirmations that you just repeat yourself over and over so that you can not stay there. So I don't have to do it as much anymore, but I had to a lot. But I used to say I am enough because I didn't think I was enough. Because And I think a lot of people struggle with that, feeling like they're not enough. So I used to tell myself I am enough. Or if I, I felt like I wasn't smart enough for something or, you know, I would tell myself I am smart. So just anything that reaffirms what it is you're feeling that's opposite of what you're feeling and, and and just even if you don't feel it you say it anyways thank you for sharing that i i know one of the things that um i've been taught is that anytime you have a negative thought you know try to replace it with three positive thoughts like maybe yes. you, you just mentioned you know you were feeling you weren't good enough um well, what are three positive things that could change your mind it's a beautiful sunny day outside you know you woke yes. up with air in your lungs today that you have a roof over your head or a job or, you know, just whatever it is that, that helps kick you out of that uh, mindset. Well, that gratitude. So that was another thing as I struggled with, with when you're in deep, dark, like depression, you have a hard time looking around to see what, see if that there's something good in your life. Mm. And so I would, I started small with, you know, I'm grateful I have a car to drive. I'm grateful I have water to take a shower. I'm grateful for the heat or I'm grateful for the air. I'm great. Just any small thing even until the next thing you know, you're grateful for everything. 
That's amazing. And, and you're right. I think oftentimes we try to go big with the gratitude and it, there's so many small things that could start you in the process of just having that attitude of gratitude to move you into the bigger and better things. Yes. And, and another thing that I learned along the way, too, is I needed to take responsibility for growing myself. I have to take responsibility for my, and we all need, we all have to, for our thoughts, our attitude, and <laughs> our feelings. Those are things that are in our control. Mm-hmm. And we can't say, so-and-so made me mad, or, you know, or whatever, because then we're putting it on somebody else and nobody can make us that way. We make ourselves that way. Right. Well, here's a good question around that. You know, how do you balance holding your clients accountable while also being compassionate and supportive? Because you've gone through the process ahead of them. You know, you've had a coach, you've had a mentor, and now you're, you're giving that back. So how do you balance that, holding your clients accountable while also being compassionate and supportive? So I have a personality that's very easygoing, and I have a lot of compassion. And I, I try to put myself in their shoes, too. Because I know the struggle's real sometimes. <laughs> but also trying to listen for things that they're saying. Really listening what they're saying. That's and huge. Then, yeah. A lot of times we all want to be heard. We do. And if you have, let's just say, a narcissist or a gaslighter that is in your life that is that person that despite the behavior towards you, you still go to them rather than listening to you. They redirect that back at you. You know, they don't really listen to you. They deflect, especially if you're trying to, you know, share with them something that maybe they've done or uh, experience that you, you know, you're going through. So it's really hard because if you don't have that person or a person that can just listen and not try to coach you through it or just tell you what you need to do, it's, you know, it feels kind of, I don't know, I always felt, felt worse after sharing and then not getting, you know, like getting negative feedback or just trying to tell me what to do. Cause that's not oftentimes what we were asking for. Um, it's that unspoken, Hey, I just need to get this off my chest. Right. Yes. And I think sometimes we, we want to, we, especially when you're thinking about family, Mm. (laughs) like, I think, I really think that sometimes, you know, it's not always a, a good place because there's just things that I, I just think it's better when you have somebody that's outside that can look in and help you. Like a neutral point stuff, of view. You know, you know, because you, we might have like, we might feel they might somebody like somebody in the family might've done something mm. already to us. And so if they say it, it's going to be different than if somebody else tells you the same thing. It, it would be different coming from a different person. So I think that is a big thing about having somebody that's holding you accountable, like it would be that they would be somebody that, you know, that you don't really, they don't really know. And so you, you feel um, more apt to listen to them. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that having that person to, and that's why they're coming to you anyway, right? As their coach, you know, they want to, want you to just listen to them. And, and we're not necessarily, you know, we're not psychologists or counselors. No. We're just trying to help them figure out how to get from where they are today to where they want to be. But listening helps you understand 
how to lead them, you know, in, in understanding or, or just sometimes just listening and they come up with the solution themselves. Yes. All right. So we just have a couple more minutes here. So my last question really is, uh, I know you, you alluded to your book that you want to write. So what are you thinking? You know, do you want to share what you think you'd call it or what the name of it would be? What you're thinking? Um, yes, it's, it's going to be something like, um, something like freedom from darkness. Okay. Or freedom out of darkness or freedom, finding freedom in the midst of darkness. That's what it was. But I was just curious what you were thinking. All right. So, well, let's do this. Uh, any final message, or if you just want to tell people where they can go find your book. Um, they can find it on Amazon. They can look my name up. They have this, it's L-E-S-L-I, no E on the end, and then Bernelis, B-E-R-N-E-L-I-S. Excellent. And they can find it on Amazon. And then if they are curious and would like to reach out to you about possibly, you know, having you be their coach, how do they reach you there? They could email me. And what would be the best email to reach you? Leslie Bernelis at yahoo.com. Excellent. And we'll have this, uh, I'll post this also on the podcast website so that people can reach out to you. So, well, thank you so much for your time today. I'm really looking forward and I would love to have you come back on the show once you do get your next book written. And uh, it's absolutely been a a delight to have you today. Well, thank you for having me, Brian. I, I appreciate you. And that wraps up another insightful episode of the Attitude is a Lifestyle podcast. I want to extend a heartfelt thank you to our incredible guest, Leslie Bernelis, for sharing her wisdom and experiences with us today. Leslie's words have truly shed light on the power of choosing happiness and avoiding the pitfalls that can lead to depression. Her new book, Choose Happiness, Intentionally Avoid These 10 Common Mistakes to Keep from Falling into Depression, is a valuable guide that can help us navigate life's challenges with resilience and a positive mindset. So dear listeners, If you've been inspired by Leslie's insights, I encourage you to take action. Head over to Amazon and grab a copy of her book today. It's a treasure trove of practical advice and strategies that can make a profound difference in your life. And remember, the journey to happiness is not just about avoiding darkness. It's about actively embracing the light within ourselves. Let's keep cultivating the attitude that leads us to a fulfilled and joyful life. Stay tuned for more empowering conversations on the Attitude is Lifestyle podcast. And until next time, keep seeking positivity, practicing gratitude, and embracing each day with the attitude that propels you towards a life worth living. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, this is Basic Brian saying over and out, see you around about.